You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i am tom and fellas some days you you got it other days you don't got it today pretty sure we got it got it you got it you got it bad i mean we talked for like 20 minutes we're all amped up we're ready we're coming for all your necks (laughs) yo we're gonna have to avoid some shit everybody yeah we do have it's an avoid time right now Everybody, we're we're uh, we're not chaotic really avoidant. Sh- we're not really shit talkers, uh, no. but we like to. No, we're total out. shit talkers. We are, <laughs> no. we are, just not um, just not anywhere anyone can hear it. I like to get out any of the holy shit uh, before we do it. Not because uh, I'm delicate about these topics, but because it's kind of an unfair world out here where it's it's easy to. Let me put it like this: you can't uh, critique. You can't uh, critique without causing beef. You, you don't want beef, which is true. I want, I do want everybody to win. So that's, that's an honest thing. You know, sorry to take us someplace before we do ad reads, but my girlfriend was making a point to me the other day. She said, we get you know, it. You got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Every week with my girlfriend. Is listen, listen, she's got, key is Patrick mid with all this girlfriend talk. <laughs> listen, she's got a lot of non fan insights into this stuff because she's like 10,000 miles away from so her thing was you know what would be a good role for you as as you kind of enter the third act of your musical life which is by the way third act yeah right it's nothing anybody wants to hear what are you fucking Frank Sinatra (laughs) but she said wouldn't it be nice if you were kind of just the older guy that was supportive of everybody and wanted all the kids to win and I said I think I'm trying for that she's like yeah you can do do that already I just she said we could do better but here's she the thing. Li- does do they does she listen? I don't I don't want to add her name just because people no, are fucking she, weird. She, she does not listen. Although to the podcast. Although her mother listens. Uh so uh Hello, Mrs. That's very F- cool. mom. Shout shout out to her. Uh but yeah, anyway, this is all to say uh there's two reasons that we don't go into the muck. Uh one is because it's hard to ever get out of the muck once you're there, and the other reason is because uh, people struggle with criticism now. Uh, a lot of people do take it as beef, but beyond that, it's like I'm. Ne- it's hard to make somebody understand. Hey, I'm not shitting on you because it like thrills me because I'm like a like a like an asshole that likes to hurt people. I'm, if I'm shitting on you, it's just because it's a matter of opinion, and really, I I want you to have shit. But I'm just saying, a lot of y'all never got called fat in a fanzine. You're <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're recording my CD. Why does it matter that I got a fucking weight problem, you fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm that? saying? Can you hear Who that on the record? I don't remember. Dude, in the 90s? No, but what? What's we were not a protected class. Heavy people were not a protected class. And people would be like, dude, all right, here's one. Mm. Fucking, we played with MPB. We played a, ho- a Halloween show at, um, oh, what was the place? The Showcase. Mm-hmm. With bleeding through and like Vic 108 was there and was taking pictures and call and said we were New York's versions of the hives. Now, if you remember what the hives looked like, they were all fat dudes. 
Is that true? I thought the hives were yes. skinny dudes. No, the vines were skinny dudes. Oh, okay. The hives were men of larger carriage. With one, the lead singer was was right. thin and kind right. of agile. Maybe he was referring to you. Maybe you're the thin and agile one. Yeah, it wasn't the thin and agile right, one. Me, me, Justin, and Matt Miller were not. You know, way. You know, we're not underweight. No, that's true. Uh, so but, I mean, Vic one away was taking shots. Yeah, listen, I I, I seem to vaguely recall uh, some talk about uh, indecision's weight, right? And uh, I think some of that went away from, with most press blood, blood, I think. But hey, uh, but yeah, I mean, so, you can't take it away from the music because we were better than all y'all. So I mean, was, you got to say we were fat. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm fat, and 25 years later, everyone's still listening to us. But so you know, I mean, well, you, you skinny know, motherfuckers can eat a fucking cheeseburger. You know what's crazy? <laughs> it, it, what's crazy is that uh, so I've never been fat, uh, and cool. when you when you've never been fat, I think that you, you have no one gets it. Yeah, I think you have the tendency. You really don't get it. It's, I think it's, it's the same thing. It's like, it's no, good. I know what a woman. I know what a woman is dealing with. No, you don't. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's that same idea. Like you haven't had that experience of anyone. Like it's such a very particular experience. Yeah. That unless you've lived it, you can't even begin to empathize with it. Right. Well. Well. Real quick, we all have friends who their nickname in in our circles is fat whatever. You know what I mean? Fat, fat. Is it ironic? And the guy's like 112 pounds or fat? No, like fat. no. <laughs> so, Dude, so, Albany had a guy that was gigantic. His name was tiny. Yeah, right. So <laughs> he, he, here's the thing. When you are not fat, you don't think shit about saying like, oh, th- that's fat Norton. You know what I mean? Or th- that one doesn't roll off the tongue, but like, <laughs> that's, that's fat Norton. That's fat. Uh, give me a, give me a, that's fat Bob. Like Just a, we haven't had one of these in a while. Uh, Fat Joe. Okay. That's Frankie. <laughs> that's, fat Joe. that's Frankie from Schenectady. Right. That's okay. Right. So that yeah, that's Fat Frank from Schenectady. You don't think shit as a kid, if you're not a fat kid, about how eventually that could weigh on a fucker's shoulders. <laughs> not like, eventually, immediately. Fat okay, Frankie went home go. and c- cried on his overlarge pillow. There you go. So that's but that's my point though, is we're all and it's almost a pity because it makes you uh, a, a little scared in some ways to hurt people as you get older. And it makes you like, uh, mm. it, some people might say that's good, but then there's also this part that's self-censoring that, that is maybe not good. But the point mm. is, uh, as, as you get older, you, you start to understand like, Oh, fat Frank might, might not appreciate being called fat right, Frank. Fat Frank might have an eating disorder because of you assholes. Yeah. Right, despite- even, even when he didn't say anything, giggled along with us, uh, right. that didn't mean that we thought that it was all good. Although I, I, I will put this out in the world. Uh, and, and, Tom may uh, come down hard on this. Um, We're doing fat stuff the whole fucking no, podcast. No, no, no. I was going to say, it's been a while since we let Patrick go in on this. So, no, yeah. Well, here's what I'm going to say. You you only know things uh, uh, up to a certain stage in your life. Uh, you only know things based on the feedback that you get. So if Fat Frank is laughing along with you, yeah, you should know better. But you might not. You know what I mean? So no, as a kid, I, you wouldn't. But like that kid is just laughing long because he, he wants it, it to end there. I, but th- I can say that as an adult. But but yeah. as a kid, you only go on the feedback that you get. That that's all I'm saying. Um, all right. Well, that's good fat talk, everybody. Uh, let's get into <laughs> good get into fat talks. <laughs> Shout out to Fat Frank, who's yeah. not fat anymore. Oh geez. Um, yeah. Thank you to uh, our friend Frank. Uh, thank you to. Great watchers. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Um, thank you to our sponsors. Let's say Hardy, 
Thank you. To To Live a Lie. Hardee's. Thank you. To Convulse Records. Arby's. You nailed it. Thank you. That's what it stands for, RB. Roast beef. Thank you. Thank you to Run For Cover Records. Sonic. Thank you to Closed Casket Activities. Taco John's. Taco John's. Thank you to Closed Casket Activities. Closedcasketactivities.com. We're going to go there. We're going to direct you to buy what I believe is the, I don't know what pressing, let's see, the fourth pressing, oh my whiskers, of the Fleshwater, We're Not Here to Be Loved LP. Um, I'm telling you to get this. It's available on black and clear and white and clear. One of the colors is no longer available in the fourth pressing because this is a very good record that a lot of people love and keeps selling out. So um, had a conversation with someone about it. Uh, You could throw post-hardcore on this. You could throw alt-rock. You could throw just rock. Uh, yeah. This is a very good record. Uh, band is currently out with No Pressure uh, and Koyo and uh, Illusion, yep. I think. Um, and so I have a feeling more people are going to be checking this out. Really cool record um, that uh, might get kind of glazed over with some of the typical close casket activities, uh, you know, leanings towards the heavy. Uh, this record's got its moments of heavy, but it's overall just a really, really cool. You know, to me, f- feels very uh, alt rock, little of that post hardcore, yeah, but so without, yeah, right, but it, without feeling like throwback or like cosplay '90s, it, which which I appreciate. I think that's kind of kind of the cool energy. So uh, everybody, go check that out and go check them out on this tour. You know, mm. and yeah, and they're also playing the Incendiary Record Release Show June June seventeenth. Speaking of closed casket. In uh, Brooklyn at the Brooklyn Monarch, it's already sold out. But maybe you can get t- tickets on the secondary and tertiary markets. Yes. Oh. Oh. So uh, closedcasketactivities.com. Go buy those records and buy some other shit too. Everybody, it's 2023. There are a lot of people who jump the gun buying tickets. This is weird. This is a weird phenomenon to me, likely to you guys as well, a little bit as far as it being so directly in our world, like. Take pre-sale tickets more now than ever. If you want to go to a show, do not give up on going to the show because it sells out the first couple days, the first week, or whatever. If you can't get your ticket, you know, sorry. I can't tell you the number of Instagram stories, the number of secondary market stuff. I'm There's going to be tickets available. Don't overpay. Week before, start looking. Put the feelers out there. You'll find a ticket and rent, right? Like you guys with Almost me on that, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I'm I mean, it's like how stuff. many times do you see like the like can't go to the show on Friday? Hit me up. Sometimes they're free. Sometimes, I mean, almost all exclusively they're face value or less. That's right, hundred percent. No one's trying to make money, and especially for hardcore, I think some of these things are booked out like so far in advance mm-hmm. that you almost have to like buy the ticket and then figure out everything else. And a lot of people from out of state mm-hmm. buy tickets and they go, fuck, I really can't afford to fucking, you know, flights are crazy or this, that, and the next thing. Yep. And they're always up there. So yeah, do not fret. That's and right. sometimes people go like, oh, we added another 40 tickets. That's right. On the workout. So Just stay, always, they're always out there. They're floating. Yeah. Stay, stay alert <laughs> because, uh, 
the concept, it's never a monolith at this point. It's never like, well, it's sold out. You'll never get tickets to this. <sighs> Even T-Swizz. You could probably find a Taylor Swift ticket for like, probably for like $2,200 or something. <laughs> That's true. That's so She really did. I, I, I got like the, I don't know if it was StubHub or one of those apps. Mm-hmm. Like sent me like the email updates and I didn't ask for an update on Taylor Swift, but like it was like <laughs> you got great it. value twenty three ninety eight. Oh, Jesus Christ! A ticket twenty four hundred dollars a ticket. Patrick Taylor Swift says, "Hey, Drug Church, I love your band. Thanks. Will you come play these shows uh, where the tickets are twenty uh, two hundred dollars a pop?" Um. I mean, this is big. You, is this going to be the topic of the day today? Because this is a big topic. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift. Fucking <laughs> drug church on Taylor Swift tour. Are we breaking it now? Uh, I, have well, two, I, I have tour tour ideas for Patrick after this. Oh, okay. Uh, I think one of them might be the one that my band just prompted me to uh, hit the uh, booking agent and ask, and I did. Uh, mm. But I'm not. I'm not sure it would be. It would be fun for sure. I'm not sure it'd be good. Uh, we can. Mm. Well, let's let's when hash we don't that get out. It, we can talk about. It. <laughs> let's hash that out after we visit the Run for Cover Records website, runforcoverrecords.com. Tom, we're talking about a record that I'm very curious about. I like what I've heard so far. I think you've heard a little bit more about than I have. What is this record? Temple of Angels. Mm. They're putting out. Um, I believe it's a two-song single. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. No, it's the LP is I'm Endless sorry. Pursuit. I think the two songs are out there. Um, the LP right. is called Endless Pursuit, and it is due out uh, after. Light. Yes, that's right. And um, But it is very cool. We were trying to describe this record. We were talking about beforehand the stuff we've heard so far. I think I landed, and Tom, you might hone it in a little bit better, and Patrick, maybe you too. This is classic indie pop at this point like it just has this really classical yes. indie pop song it's like the music is beautiful but has these kind of fun edges to it it's a little bit hazy uh not fuzzed out but it's um it's good hmm. what's what's the what's the vibe for this record where, where do you listen to it this oh this is summertime music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it's summertime music and i think it's um for those, for the listeners, they, they, I think people that have listened um, often enough kind of get the vibe of music that I really gravitate to. Mm. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think, because oh, you know, yeah. I'll get people that will send me stuff like, have you ever checked out this? And it's always like, this is exactly what I like. Like, I'm glad that <laughs> someone listened to me. Like yeah. my real, you know, people that I know in real life send me like stuff that I'm like, do you think I would like this? But other people get it, like nail it. This is dead in the center. It's like. You know, if you like, you know, not the Beths, but like kind of like mm-hmm. that, but it's a little bit more, it's got a little bit more sort of electronic edge to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I they're think that's playing, true. They're playing Sound and Fury, which I'd be really, really intrigued to see how this comes off at a place like that. I think it'll be awesome. Great. I think it's a great palate great. cleanser. Great palate cleanser. Cool energy. Um, yeah, check this out. If, uh, if the like pretty version of indie pop hits you, you'll like this. And by the way, I'm going to focus in. I don't think it's too glossy. I, I put the focus on the indie, not so much the pop, because it's not too glossy for me. That's where a lot of this stuff will lose me is if I think it f- goes too pop. 
but it hits a, a nice sweet spot. And I, from what I heard, this record hits it. Temple of Angels, Endless Pursuit. Get it? Couple different versions out now. Um, this is a cool record. I would, uh, I would give. So here's here's a good way. I would give this to a self defense family listener, whereas okay. the Baths maybe I'd give to a drug church listener. Okay. Does that make sense? Hey, yeah, I can see that. Right. You can't go wrong. Classic indie band, self defense family, retired for several years now. I uh, wonder when they'll come back and put out music. Maybe sent, never. Sent maybe that tracks, live record. Sent four tracks to the label. On uh, Friday, there you go. And they said, "No, thank you." <laughs> they said, "Who are you?" That's <laughs> lyrical, lyrical content at its best. Right? They said, said "We didn't label. request this." Yeah, yeah, exactly. They said, <laughs> "No, thank you." You know who we are now? We're uh, telling tales out of school. I think I told this on the podcast. We're uh, good, clean fun who just mailed a complete record to EVR well after everybody thought good, clean fun was over, and uh, EVR looked at it and said. Well, it's, it's done. <laughs> I guess we can put it out. <laughs> so this is like, did you get the like, oh, I'm sorry, we're not accepting demo um, submission. And you're like, hey, asshole, I'm on the label. Uh, no, we haven't got oh. <laughs> I'll give you a breast, though. Shout out to Equal Vision Records. Yo, can uh, we get those? Can we hear them, me and Bob? Yes, you can. Although I don't understand why anybody likes to listen to anything before it's released. I, I don't enjoy that. But if you felt as very, very few. With you, I don't really either. Okay, there you go. No, but like when people like our friends, they'll send me like, oh, this is the record. It doesn't come out for three months. I'll listen to it a couple of times, but I really get into it when it's released. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all in one place. I can read stuff. I can do like, yep. I find it like, I find like a soul, like a soul seek, a SoundCloud link yeah, to be difficult to navigate. Yeah. 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 yeah it's just coming. Like I'm like, uh, I'm walking around listening to me. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm 90, but, but I don't know. Um, I want the record when you have all the art is done and it's coming soon. Uh, yeah. This self-defense is one of the few exceptions. I'm, I'm curious about where you're at, but, you know, we'll see. Who's Maybe in we'll the band? Who knows if it even exists? Um, I think he's, just, I think I, he's I, lying, I, to be honest. He is lying. Well, to give you an idea of how crazy things are, I got a text this morning from Andrew that said, going into the studio as a full band in August. Come by if you want. Wow. That, that tracks for you guys. That tracks. <laughs> Why, if you want. <laughs> like you live down the street. Yeah. Wise man once told me, I just really like to sing. So, you know. Just really like Is, was that a self-defense family lyric? No, it's no, just a quote. No. <laughs> All right, because I feel like so many people point them out, and I don't know enough, and apparently Patrick doesn't either. Because no. no one ever goes, is that a self-defense lyric? Like, But most of the time there are, they are, but none oh, of us. Lots. Pat gets a lot of them. He just plays it off. He goes, that's good. I should steal that. And then yeah, it's actually exactly. it. Then I reuse it because of, I'm losing my mind. All right. Uh, Any I good idea that lame assholes won't steal. You know what I mean? It's true. What's on the docket today? What do you want to talk about? I have about? one thing. Oh, hit us. Boom. I want to throw some flowers. Hit okay. it. So this weekend, I went to go see rival schools. Mm. Mm. And they were incredible. Hell yeah. yeah. Like incredible. Um, played United by Fate in a row, mm. and then the five songs off of Pedals. Mm. Hell yeah, juicy! The song "Ring It Out," great song, fantastic. Is an unbelievable. Like I'm watching this, and I'm like, I've seen Walter's, you know, three kind of bands right now, you know, in the last six months to a year, and they're all incredible. Yeah, I'm like, that dude does not get brought up enough, and like. 
in in the guitar talk, like you know, even in hardcore, like they don't bring him up nearly enough as like a songwriter in in America. Yeah, like that dude has like, because I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, oh, these songs are great. I'm like, dude, Walking Concert has a great bunch of songs. Like, yep. this dude has written in his lane forty all time great songs. Yep, yep. And watching him, this quite honestly, see after seeing all three. This is him at his absolute zenith. That's cool. This is what he sings yeah, like cool. in 2023. This is what he plays like. This is like the perfect place. Like I hope Rival Schools does more because they deserve like that. Deserves, that dude deserves to be a fucking millionaire for the stuff that he's written. But like these songs and the way the band played now, and it's like the same, you know, it's the OG band. Ian Love is back in it. They, they just sounded incredible, and those songs are just unbelievably good. And I think they get glossed over because everyone's either quicksand or gorilla biscuits. And rival schools is like neck and neck with both. Uh, no question to me. No question. It's no question. I, I you know, speaking with friend Mac Miller, uh, that uh, you know, by fate he'll take over any of the quicksand material. I said, I don't, but it's neck and neck with Slip to me. And that's saying a crazy thing in my book because Slip's the top five record to me. Like top top ten of all music I like. Top five of the hardcore punk post-hardcore world, period. Um, and Rival Schools, you know, by Fayette is right there. I think that Pedals is awesome. I think that the Lost record, Found, Right, it's awesome and has tracks, and I would love to see it fully fleshed out. I just sent to the chat the B side uh, off pedals that's not on the album, "Arranged Marriages," that is as good as any song on the record. It's one of my favorite Rival School songs, and it's nowhere to be found because it's just some weird single. Like, how insane is that? Though to be that good, there you're like, meh. It's it's awesome. Um, uh, I will, you know, we're going to have Walter on again sometime soon. Uh, he was a wonderful out. guest. Super sure. fun. Super good guy. I saw him play an acoustic show uh, probably six to eight months ago in a really weird setting. And I want to give credit to this. I would just call out songs, including weird deep cuts, and he'd pull them out and just <laughs> do it. And that, I think, is fucking impressive and wild ass so uh, i'm gonna have to study for the my 30 hour trip across the continents to uh make sure i know the 35 minutes of music that i have to uh, and i'm gonna have to oh. study study so, well, so right and, and like, like, like i get up and probably know. do half the songs and i didn't write them <laughs> i was right. pulling out weird songs just to be like you know hey do this one it was it was a very small odd crowd um I don't really, I, I'll just go into it. It was a not advertised private show that mm. you had to know that someone. Montclair? Yep. You had to know yes. someone who was a member of a club. And yes, it's an interesting concept that we'll get into at a different time. But there was about yes. 15 people there. Yes. Um, so, so me and the dudes in my car were the ones who were certainly probably as most familiar with Walter's stuff. And so I was calling out tracks like, okay, do this one next. Do this one. And he just did. It was un- unbelievable, like that he was able to pull it off. So, so uh, where do you run? So where what Max saying he take United by Fate over Slip? Yeah, where do you sit on that, Bob? I didn't, I didn't catch it. Uh, it's right there. I go. So in my Walter 
hierarchy. It's quicksand slip, rival schools united by fate. Both overstart today, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Uh, manic compression, found pedals, uh, walking concert. Start today, then walking concert. Like I, I don't want to low rate start. It's not fair to low rate start today. It's just there's there's both a lot Start of nostalgia, and yeah, I, I I burned it into my soul at seventeen. So right, um, and there's also I mean he's got those other bands that like I didn't really quite honestly I didn't give a fair shake. Like they're, uh, they're better than they they. they life. Yep. There there's some tracks. Uh, Dead Heavens. There's there's some tracks. Um, like insane, insane. Hell yeah, how prolific. It's, it's really and not like a shitty way that like like Ryan Adams used to be prolific, but it's like dude, not every song needs to make a record. No, no. And like I, you could just come up with one good good record and not put out four meh, records. But I think uh, my solo record on Run for Covered is uh, the Run for Cover reissued actually is awesome, awesome. Like there's so many. There's so many good, incredible. Yeah, the United by Fate record I think could lose a song or two. Mm. I feel like Slip. There's no skips. Yeah, United by by Fate may have like one or two. So my my I don't disagree. There's a song maybe I'd cut at the end, towards the end. But there's also some real. There's a couple real bangers towards the end too, and it's like like my favorite star. Like it's awesome. Um. I have to be in the right mood for slip because it takes me. It's too dark for me. It'll get me to a dark place right away. Like it's so good. It's a dark record. It's a dark record. Oh man. Whereas Riley, you and I play fate. You know, that's uh, a summer it's, record. It's it's a summer record. It's a pick you up record. You don't have to. You don't have to be in a, a bad mood or brooding mood to listen to that. Whereas slip is an awesome record and you can listen to it. But like if you're in the wrong mind state, it'll take you darker. It'll take you deeper down. So it's a winter um, record. Not because of freezing process, but in general. Pat, where do you stand? Uh, I listen to Rival Schools more than uh, anything else in Walter's uh, catalog. And was that from like the get-go? No, I came to Rival Schools super late. Super late. Like, what, like fucking less than five years ago. And uh, it blew my mind how good it was. Really, uh, for our listeners who – Maybe d- think they don't give a fuck about Walter, which, by the way, we've talked. We talk about this endlessly. There's no wrong or right to when you That's right. want to engage with with the type of music. You don't have to be a historian at all, and maybe you're turned off by all the talk. I know I certainly yeah. get turned off by people talking about how great something is until my fucking ears bleed. I get it. Um, all that said, uh, the, the uh, United by Fate is. It, it, it's a superb record. It, it, yeah. It's kind of mind blowing at how immediately approachable and likable it is, despite having so many of the attributes of his previous bands. Um, if you, if you like anything from the radio from that period, this is the superior version of it. <laughs> exactly. By a wide margin. So uh, I, I, lo- I love the record. Love it. It's shocking that it's 22 years old shocking because on a purely sound fidelity energy level it's it's high energy even by today's standards it feels fresh it's it's great man i didn't expect this to gush i'm glad i'm glad you did this this was a good opening Uh, just seeing them i was just like god damn man like it was one of those things it's like it's almost out of sight out of mind to me to an extent which is unfortunate 
Yep. But then seeing it and just like this is like the per- like because you know like people go see Quicksand and they expect you know 1993 Quicksand where everything's like brooding and he's screaming and it's fucking right. hardcore almost and like that's not Walter. Walter's in his fifties. Right. Walter sounds like the Walter that you know him. Like this sounds like he's playing in rival schools in 2002. Like right. that's how close right. it is. Like, and the band is incredible. Sammy's a fucking amazing drummer. And like, you don't get to see him play rock. No. And he's playing rock on this sort of stuff. But like anyone within the sound of my voice, if you're like rival schools, what the fuck are these two, three idiots talking about? Just put on used for glue. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that record is like that song is just like, if you like any kind of music that's has guitars in it, that yeah. will sell you on this band. I mean, Men- Mental used to use "Use for Glue" as an intro. They they opened with it because it's so no, high energy. That makes yeah. sense. It's so yeah. bouncy and awesome. It's great. Um, they would just intro with the intro of it into their Perfect. stuff. It's great. Um, man, that's great. That's a good bouncer. I, I, so shout out and and also just shout out to managing to still be creating new music. Playing with classic to legacy bands, and also showing everyone like those last two Quicksand records, dope, dope. Uh, yep. A new Rival School record. Be very curious to hear what that would sound like. It's cool. So yeah, and those dudes had you know um, praise and Somerset Thrower open in Brooklyn. Yep. Truth Cult played in, in Manhattan. Yep. Like they don't have like they could be like fucking weirdos and be like, here's my fucking French jam band. Yeah. <laughs> GB right. and them do it right every fucking time, and yeah. hopefully they'll play. You know, if you're in Chicago and you're going to Riot Fest, literally all of three Walter bands are playing. Not to give them fucking free publicity, but like, go see Quicksand, go see Rival Schools, go see Gorilla Biscuits. I, I mean, I'm thinking about going because of that. Basically, it's pretty ill. Um, let's talk about this real quick. I, I have a listener to the podcast, buddy. Uh, shout out Christian. Uh, hit me with the Riot Fest line. I was like, oh. A lot of old bands on here. Not in a jerk way. Not just kind of and admitting like uh, I'm kind of curious about going. He's talking. About, he's gone a few years. All that. Um, when I looked through the lineup, I was I was like, yeah, he's not wrong. Are we at a place? And, and this isn't hardcore. I think hardcore is actually in this weird kind of. Uh, we're seeing a bunch of bands kind of level up moving up which is really interesting uh whether it's a drain whether it's a scowl whether it's a gel whether it's a spy whether it's you know we're just seeing bands kind of like okay this band can headline a show in any city across america uh seeing bands go up to another level you know um like will will fiddlehead play a show to less than 100 people ever again i don't know you know what I mean? Like they're 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 a band who's pulling people out. Well, drug church. You know what I mean? Like this they is just like play with system of a down, man. I know, I know. Well, so that is to say, not talking about hardcore for a second, but talking about the music world at large outside of that, where we're seeing hardcore get pulled into more and more. Oh yeah, because I don't think there's any fertile ground, new music wise. And that these festivals are having to rely on almost strictly legacy guitar acts because they don't know what else will actually pull it out. Thoughts, feelings. Well, I mean, I think Riot Fest was like always a punk fest kind of at heart. Yeah. 
like you know like before like it became like now it's in like a fucking major like park in the city um but it was like a play you know it was like almost like a south by if i remember correctly like like youth of today played one of the earlier ones and like yeah. cox bar and like it was like more of like you know you know danzig legacy doing like misfit song like they had older like they had punk and hardcore inv- involved from the beginning so like yes. i always I never looked at them as uh, like a skew kind of being like, look at you guys jumping on the fucking hardcore bandwagon. They always had hardcore bands playing. I think, you know, you see them like, you know, oh, it's like Orgy and System of a Down and Limp Bizkit. And then like, does that say Scowl and Fiddlehead? And (laughs) sure, like, you know, on the lineup, you know. So like, I think, you know, Riot Fest always had sort of, you know, it's definitely, it's always been older skewing. So it'd be like, you know, they were like they were the first place to get the misfits back or yep. they got yep. jawbreaker back and you know yeah i mean you know going to see like jawbreaker you think of jawbreaker i love jawbreaker i know you guys can like sort of yeah take it yeah, very bit. varying levels yeah um but like you know i watched jawbreaker literally play after paramore and rage against the machine mm. i mean it was not zach it was the prophets of rage oh, but right, it was right. like Three fourths of Rage Against the Machine with Chuck D and fucking Be Real from Cypress Hill, like not slouches. Mm. Like Jawbreaker played after they were like the main band on a festival that had fucking Nine Inch Nails and like you know Queens of the Stone Age, right? Right. So it always kind of like went towards like the older punk. Well, well, of. not even punk, but uh, because uh, I, I'm just thinking, uh, and my point about punk hardcore stuff. You're right. Friar Fest is a is an outlier, but I'm looking at this fest. I'm not. I'm going to talk about the non-punk or hardcore stuff. Kind of. Foo Fighters. The, the headliners are Foo Fighters, Turnstile, <laughs> crazy. Wow. Amazing. The Postal Service, Death Cab for Cutie, Queens of the Stone Age, The Cure, The Mars Volta. So I'm just going to stop right there. All punk and hardcore people in those bands. For literally sure. every single one of them. The Cure is a The Cure is a questionable one, but you're he was you're punk, dude. He was punk before everybody. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, so he was in Sushi and the Badgies. He's a fucking punk. Uh, Robert okay. Smith, punk is all. You're not wrong. I, I mean, I love The Cure regardless. Um, of those bands, all of them are well over twenty years old, right? In terms of band age, not not members band age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now listen to the first line, Mister Bungle. 30 years old. Tegan and Sarah, 20 ish years old, maybe? At least 20. So far, the youngest band other than Turnstile. Yeah. 100 Gex, actually younger than Turnstile. They are 20. No, right. The Gaslight Anthem, 15 years old ish. Probably a little longer than that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. AFI, almost 30 years old. Right. Yeah. Um, And there are some newer bands, but, but. so not speaking to hardcore and punk, and I know this is a hardcore yeah. podcast. Where's rock music at right now? I mean, it's mostly it's either like old legacy acts like U2 yep. or punk and hardcore and metal bands like the yeah. ones that we just talked about. Patrick. That's it. Uh, here's where I believe rock music is at. There is an upper class, uh, no middle class. And uh, then VFWs, or not even VFWs, pay to play, and uh, that's uh, you know when you if you read about the history of like uh, Bob Seger, right? Yes, uh, fascinating. 
Oh, oh, he was. Bob's, Bob's being sarcastic. <laughs> no, no, and I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, but it did yeah, sound sarcastic. Fascinating. Bob Seeger. So Tom, night moves. Yo, it's Tom, it is actually it's wild. This was a different era. So rock music was, uh, uh, you know, really, really, really popular. But also, uh, you didn't have um, the type of you had regional radio. So uh, Bob Seeger could fill out like five nights at an amphitheater. Uh, in Michigan, somewhere, in Michigan right? or Ohio, and then California would be playing in front of like 230 people. Sure. And, and uh, you know, people bemoan, old people particularly bemoan the, the loss of regionalism. And I'm on board for, I'm on board with that. Uh, it, it's nice to have uh, kind of different flavors that you can uh, right. trip over as you travel this, this country. Uh, and certainly the flattening of, of uh, culture by way of uh, DSPs is, is uh, nothing to celebrate. Uh, but um, I, I think that we have gotten entirely rid of the rock act that can own a city. I think that that's rare now, very rare. Uh, it, Only it, rock, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, listen. You're not talking about punk and hardcore. No, no, no. I'm talking about, I, I mean, punk and hardcore is is in an interesting place right now because, as you said, that's also regional. It's, it's regional, not as much as it used to be. I mean, no. and, and look, everybody, there's pluses and minuses. When I read the comments on a, like a hate five, six sort of video or something like that, and it's, it's someone in Peru talking about how they'll never have access to see this band live. And this is like a, this is so nice that they get to see it. That's, that's meaningful. And I don't take anything away from that. That's legitimately cool. Uh, but there's also, there is also something, uh, uh, frustrating for maybe somebody that saw the tail end of the, of the way it used to be, uh, it, it, that, that regionalism, that type of, uh, trip over something at the record store, uh, is, is over. You know, that the, there's a sadness in that for me. But all this is to say, uh, there's no middle class to my knowledge anymore. And uh, so you are either I prevail, right, who is who is not probably a band that anybody in our listenership listens to. But uh, Bob, would you please uh, look up yep. uh, <laughs> I prevails listens, if you don't mind? Yep. Do you know anything? Over, about, I bet you it's over a million. Oh, you know it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. No, no. So, so as we discuss, we're all like taken fully aback by Turnstile being at like one and a half mil monthly streams on Spotify. Yeah, um, big. I prevail is more than that. Do you guys want to guess, Tom? Two and a half. Okay, Patrick. I'll go. I'll go the over on three. Four point five million. Oh, God, on damn it! <laughs> and. And look, that's probably landscaper rock. If I had to guess, I don't know a thing about it, right? But that's that's where radio still kind of dominates uh, and, and can move things, right? Is, <laughs> in trucks, landscaper trucks. Yeah, is uh, if if it can if it can be played out of a like Dewalt fucking yellow boombox at, at, <laughs> at a work site, uh, you're probably still going to do okay. And honestly, right, it's I'm, the midpoint where everyone like I like Maiden. I like fucking Slayer. All right, we'll listen to this shit. Yeah, here's some five finger death punch. And, right, it's not offensive to the the foreman. Right, and <laughs> uh, there was God damn, I blue look at blue uh, blue October is blue October blue Monday. Uh, it, it, no, blue October. That's the like kind of like a like a electronic band. 
Is it? I, it no, it's like it, maybe they're electronic now. All these bands become electronic. Uh, Blue October is at one million monthly listeners. Okay, so we were in a record store with Blue October the other day. Not record store, uh, instrument store with with uh, uh, the actual people in the band. Yeah, uh, like oh. it, they, we didn't. They didn't recognize us, obviously. And <laughs> but but my bandmates were like suckers. My bandmates were like, "Who the fuck is this? This guy looks like somebody." So, but 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 and then like the, he has to be famous, looking like a jerk off. Yeah, yeah, that type of shit. <laughs> and yeah. then although apparently really friendly, you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was Blue October, and I thought I do not know what that is. What are you guys talking about? What's a Blue October? Uh, Bob, could you? What's a Blue October? Bob, could you tell me what the Blue October hit is, please? Hate me, uh, Tom. Does, or into the ocean? I think it's probably hate me. They're, they've got like a. Let's see what the single is. Sorry, everybody. This I feel like they had a cover that was like their big song. Uh, um, oh, I'm really sorry, folks. Oh no, this is the Blue October. It. It's it's this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, this could literally be anybody. Okay. Yeah, so, if you so told me that was uh, Imagine Dragons, I'd believe you. 100%. So, so, but here's the thing, right? Is I didn't know what this was, but my bandmates all knew because their fathers are younger than my father. And their fathers right. are like foremen on the fucking railroad and shit. And this is what they listen to. You know what I mean? And, and it's... Uh, so, so this is kind of the new dad rock that can still f- fill a big room. Papa Roach still does numbers, everybody. <laughs> Yo, can I point out? All right. So how many? I just looked. But like if you had to guess, Avenged Sevenfold, how many listeners do you think they get a month? Oh, uh, I'm going to say ooh, ooh, their peak has been a long time. I'm going to say 850,000 total guess. That, what, uh, I'll go the over. Nine. 9.3 million. Whoa. <laughs> do you know anyone? That, like, so you'll do, do yourself a favor. If you want to like, really like question your lot in life, go look at all these like home on the range fests. Like oh, all yeah, these yeah. fucking, you know, it's like, they're all the same. They're the yep. same, like nine bands, or whatever. Correct. It's the same, in, same, same, same nine bands, same promoters. Go on. Danny Wimmer. <laughs> yeah, go on. That's like, you want to come see fucking Disturbed at a fucking racetrack? We got you. Um, <laughs> horse track, car track, whatever. We got it. Um, Event Sevenfold is the headliner on all of these festivals. Over like there, There's one. It's like the three headlines are like Guns N' Roses, Tool, Event Sevenfold. Like Pantera, quote unquote Pantera, Godsmack, all these bands that you're like, they got to be bigger than Event Sevenfold are opening for Event Sevenfold. Like oh, they're yeah. that big. I couldn't pick someone out of a fucking lineup that listens to Avenged Sevenfold. And I remember like those dudes are like 18 Visions guys. Yeah. And now they're like one of the biggest rock bands. I mean, they're playing Madison Square Garden. They're going to sell out the garden. Yeah. Who the fuck? Who? No, no, I'm going to stand outside and be like, I got a question. Who the fuck? <laughs> Here's the thing. Who the no, fuck? What the fuck? Normally I say God bless. I always say like, you know, continued success to the, the you know, the, the, so the sevenfold, <laughs> but but this is I gotta be frank. I don't understand this fucking type of music on any level, and it it, it the way they look doesn't help. 
<laughs> so I can't, I'm, I want to be supportive, Patrick, and, and even take a contrarian stance and say, yeah, yeah you know, like, Roddy Rodkey's not that bad. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it just, it's, it fucks my brain to look at these fellas. So that, that whole like open intro salvo here is to, to talk about <clears throat> the role that hardcore and punk plays in the grander scheme of guitar music. Tom, I always appreciate and love both the optimism and the like correctness of pointing out how many current acts came from this world. Whether you know, not bands who are hardcore now, but no. had roots one day long ago, or maybe not so long ago, or you know, a thing like AFI. I don't think anybody's calling AFI a hardcore band, but like. Yeah, clearly they got some roots in this thing. That said, I think a lot of people are getting confused. And at least to my view, a thing that we all would have seen as predatory behavior 20 years ago, and maybe less than 20 years ago, but certainly 20 years ago, is now being seen as like desirable. Yo, you get asked to be on one of these fucking range festivals like the, the county oh, fair yeah. and they want to give you 5k they want to give you 10k they want to give you 20k i'm not telling you to say no but what i'm telling you and to the people who aren't getting that offer is to buy or beware that shit and be aware of what the hell you're doing it is what it is like you're not gonna all of a sudden be you know like take the fucking bag and run but in, and for the most part, for most of the hardcore bands that play these things, it'll mean much less than you think. Yes, in my opinion, I, I, in a in a long term growth way, uh, significantly less. In a hey, maybe this fuels us fixing our van way. Oh, maybe you can use it for that, right? Or your <laughs> name's on a big fucking poster like that. No, that's kind of neat. That's kind of cool. Or maybe it helps, like you guarantee or. Maybe you can tell your uncle you open for fucking orgy or whatever the fuck. Like, that's cool. <laughs> Patrick. Yes. Do you have any aspirations with either of your bands to play you county fairs? Yeah, no, yeah, no, to play county fairs. <laughs> um, Is that on no, the list of like, man, I would love it if we just if we just got to the point with Drug Church where we just were on that country that. fair level and like, yeah, you know it's a good pay check. Does that sound like a an enjoyable live experience for you. No, miserable. But I, I, I will say that with the benefit of, um, I don't know, the uh, age, um, I understand why bands do it. And obviously people's reach to, yeah, for the money. Yeah. Okay. That's all true. But I, I, I would look that in, I would look at that in an even broader way. Yeah. Okay. The money. Right. But, uh, there's also an aspect that when you are a, touring musician and i you know look how many i make a, a a good chunk of my income from touring and i'm gone i don't know what however many months a year right but i still hesitate to call myself a like a you know full-time touring musician to me that's right that's these really big acts right but um but there is an aspect of um the Henry Rollins quote. Now Rollins is a pompous fucking windbag and that's an understood, but he occasionally says things that, that if you just sapped his 
personality out of the statement, you'd go, yeah, that's true. Um, like if Ian McKay said it, you'd be like, cool. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, I'm not shitting on Rollins. Rollins is the product of, of his experience and it's quite obvious and it's, and it's in its own way. It's, uh, I, I, I quite like it. His whole life is a performance and, and in, in it's a way it's interesting, but, um, he, in, re- he was talking about some show, some big show. I don't recall what it was uh, like a tour type of thing. And he said, just, a, just another gig. It's another place to play. Um, when you, when you make music, uh, and it's part of your income and, and, uh, you've played everywhere and you don't get to decide what the world likes and doesn't like, you just can only put what you do out in the world and hope for the best. You're going to play some fucking state fairs. <laughs> and it's just, right. sometimes it, the tour manager was like, or the booker was like, this is the most money we can get for the city. So right. And, right. And, playing the pickle fest. And this is why, you know, I, I'm pretty intense on the subject of, hey, don't email me about what the cool venue is after we announce. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I'm I'm always a dick about that because my thing is. It's brutal. It, yeah, it's brutal. It's it's happened for 20-something years. I remember that young, like, in NPB and Indecision days, we were like, I don't know, why would you guys play here? Like, we're boycotting this place. Everyone go plays across town. I'm like, that would have been cool to know like a month ago. Yeah. I, well, well, now wow. I'm here and it sucks. Yeah, I guess you should. I guess you should have had a a, a real uh, a, a direct line to the mind of of uh, the people booking this, which could be me or could be a booking agent, depending on the stage of the career. Like, you know, what I mean, like I, I right, well, like I'm like, taking hours off my life for this shit, and it's not even going to be fun. Yeah, like, well, now I got to deal with your local politics that I couldn't possibly know, and even if I did, you could be a nut. I don't know, right? Like when people say right. things like, "like oh, everybody knows this place sucks." Who's everybody? I don't know everybody. Do you know everybody? And and that right. sort of shit drives me crazy. But, but putting all that aside, um, it, it's uh, these are I've played every place in the United States at this point. Although, and I've rocked them all. I've rocked them all, and, and I've seen uh, hundreds of faces. And look, I. Although I, I had never played Murfreesboro before in my life. So that, that was new to me as of last I, I don't know if that's – is that how you say it? Murfreesboro. Is that true? Murfreesboro. Whatever. Listen, everybody. I, well, maybe I, don't go back. I, <laughs> maybe they don't want you back since you fucking murdered their name. Never played Never played there. A pleasure. Thanks. But For Kansas. Here's the thing. Let, let me explain how – Oh, this was the game I wanted to play. It was uh, pronounced city names in a way that no one's ever said them. Uh, where the Blue Jays play and two Ron two. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Toron, Toronto, Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Canada. Uh, so, uh, Edmonton. By the way, everybody, uh, I got the this. We're gonna play that game more at the end. So think about uh, place names and pronouncing them in a way that no human has ever said them. That's the final say, five minutes of this show. Am I allowed to say this? Uh, d- d- tell me if this is uh, inappropriate. Um, <laughs> I got probably. The, Let's record it first. Well, I I would say this. uh, Maybe I wouldn't report on this if the numbers were bad, but I got the numbers for uh, the sales thus far on this uh, drain tour we're about to do. Just want to say shout out to drain. These uh, guys hit a million. These, these shows are a number of them are sold out and a a lot of them are really close to so like the, the just, 
the hype around drain is undeniable. These, these are going to be really, really fun shows. Um, just, uh, I, I didn't realize the numbers. And then when I uh, got them to, Hey, this is Aaron from no simple road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple Mel and I, as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Sent to me the other day. Uh, they're, they're healthy. So um, oh. uh, that'll, be, that'll be fun, everybody. Come out to those shows uh, if you still can. Uh, all right. So. Yeah, I get a plus one in Brooklyn now because that shit sold out like real quick. It sold out real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can. As uh, oh, I know people there. I don't even. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, listen. Let me say. I just, I just uh, did a rude thing to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you can. Yes, of course, Tom. <laughs> yeah, wow. Look, he's like, yeah. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, okay, cool, man. Of course, I'll go fuck Tom. myself, man. Of course. Uh, yeah, I've known you for like twenty something years. Like, <laughs> I'll see what I can get. Of course. I don't know. You know. Uh, just shoot an email to my booking agent. Yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, Jake Z at gmail.com. Yeah, I could probably do that. There you go. So everybody, uh, what the fuck? Were I thought we Pat doing? was ending that was, Pat was giving him the ending voice. Everybody. <laughs> thanks. I know, he did. No, I, I, I completely I lost track of what we were talking about. I just got, I well, got we a were, tap. We we're talking about the rock, the County fair rock circuit. Hold on, it, does, it is depressing though. When you see like, or when you see like bands that you're like, this band's gotta be big. And then it's like, Oh no, it's, Everclear, Gin Blossoms, this band, this band, and like Sugar Ray is opening. It's like five band pack. I'm like, this is what it's come to. Like, you guys have songs that like have been, you know, listened to millions and billions of times, and this is what's happening. Well, it's depressing. To me, I, I think it's, it's, um, you know, that's the stream of commerce. That's the stream of like, hey, you're, yo, I'm not going to lie. If I wrote a banjo hit song tomorrow, um, I woke up tomorrow. I woke up this morning and decided to write a pop hit. Um, Your house is where my other sock must be. Whatever the fuck that song is, um, uh, I would unabashedly do that banjo song at any venue that would pay me the most amount of money. And then in twenty years, if a county fair wanted to pay me a very healthy amount of money to play my stupid banjo song, I would do it. Well, but yeah. this is where I want to conflate. I think that hardcore, hardcore and punk have actually have a soul in my world, in my vision of it. And I don't want that to get lost. I'm, I'm, I'm here saying, yo, play those shows, do it, cash in, get, get that loot. But, but acknowledge the agreement that's being made. Don't think it's like, the window to success? Probably not. See it as an opportunity like anything, uh, but also realize like that's not what this world is. I mean, uh, Tom, if you guys, there are shows that if MPB played, even at your peak, you would have gotten side-eyed for certain things, correct? Oh, for sure. Oh, uh, listen, Tom was from there where you got side-eyed all the time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, you like you know, if someone tomorrow was like, yo, we're going on tour with AFI, every hardcore kid would be like, that is fucking sick. Right, right. And that like in 2001, people would be like, where? Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh like, is that cool? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I mean, people, 
everything, you know, and it was, I mean, at a time, and like, we, I think we talked about this before, but like bands like H2O or like Snapcase were like, mm. we're going to go for it. They both flopped. Yes. And went, then they realized like, oh shit, hardcore's not here for us anymore. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean like, I mean, I mean there's a ton of bands right? like that. Shelter, I think, is a sure. great example. Shelter, and, and and we are all admitted Shelter fans and think Monitor's a really good record. But they uh, went for it. They went for it. They went for it. They do a tour with no doubt. They put out a record that is pretty questionable in quality beyond planet Earth. And um, and I think what happened was it gave people the ick. It gave hardcore the ick about it. And I mean, no warning got the ick. No warning got yeah. the ick. And imagine I that. Like, and that record was like not that much different. No, 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 not at all. The one that everyone gave them a fucking hard time about was like, yeah, this record actually is great and has, has not tracks. that much different. Uh, uh, something I will say about that no warning record that uh, I can't say about every hardcore record that comes out. It has tracks. It's good. Um, here's the deal. In 2023, largely people are over that version of the ick. The yeah. Yeah. Mm, I'm going to side eye you because I think that is is going against the ethos of hardcore. Yo, you're not going to find a single person on this podcast who's going to tell you like, "Hey, the ethos of hardcore begets that you not play that stadium rock show." But I do want you to think about and is it to the bands who are playing, to the bands who aren't playing, to the bands that wish they were playing? Question mark. What the fuck is it doing for you? It, and and then I point to these VFW shows that look hella fun are filled and people are going nuts. I point you to the small club shows, the tours like the drug church tour that just happened not long ago and the drug church tour that's coming up that look like they're going to be fucking great. That it's, Pop, let me ask you a question. You know? Yeah. I got a question for you. <clears throat> and, and Pat, of course, obviously. Like we're saying like, you know, what is it doing for you? Mm. Like for the band? In the grand scheme of things, what's the reverse? Like, like the 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 you know the fucking booking conglomerate that put together like whatever fucking giant festival. Right. Like, what is it? I mean, we all love Fiddlehead, and we know what they're worth in hardcore. Yeah, but in like the grander scheme of things, like you know, System of Down draws fucking a football stadium worth of people. Right. That what like what's what bet what is the benefit that like. Is it street cred? Is it like Tom, what are you they hit, getting? You hit the nail on the head. Thank you for asking the the inversion of the question. Right, the, exactly. What does it do for you, the band? Well, what does it do for them, the fest? Mm. Mm. It's so tasty. Uh, does it give them credibility? Do they care? They don't. No, care. should they care? I, I they shouldn't you, care. No, they should not th- care, and I don't think they do. I think it uh, ultimately it is filling space. Personal, I think. Yeah. I think it comes down to the personal tastes of the people that uh, are responsible for these festivals. Oh, that's, that's quite cool. often, quite often, quite often true. And like, let's be, let's all be fair here. There are friends, there are people that listen to this podcast that we don't know who book some bands because they love them, and book other bands because it puts food on the table. Um, I mean, and maybe have I, great relationships with them right. too. And just, Hey, it's a great working thing, you know, and promoters, same deal. I'm not just talking about booking agents. I'm talking about promoters. There are people who book the DIY hardcore show and then also have to book when the big band comes through. <laughs> no. Um, so you see that. I think there is some nodding at it. I think right now that's the other thing. The other point of bring up riot fest and it being like, 
largely older, very established bands, even if they weren't bands who ever achieved a very high level of popularity, just they peaked at some point and maintained, is that the only fertile ground right now for guitar bands is largely the hardcore and adjacent world. And I mean it both in the way we've used adjacent for a while, but then also the stuff that's like the sort of indie stuff, the sort of, you know, things that kind of touch it. Um, and I don't see a lot of creativity in, and, and those numbers are small. You know what I mean? Like those numbers are smaller than they should be. And those scenes, those worlds of music where even 20 years ago, we talked about these weird parallel scenes. I don't know what the parallel scenes to hardcore look like right now. Mm. Like, what are those live outlets like? Part of that could be age. But I also think it's just morphing in a weird way where, like you said, Patrick, you identified there's no mid-tier for rock bands. There's no mid-tier. There's the giant stadium fillers. No mid-tier. And and then pay-to-play acts. Not... Oh yeah, remember the weird lo-fi Brooklyn scene that like no one would have said is like hardcore. It was almost anti-hardcore and anti-punk even though it was playing weird lofts and weird small clubs and blah blah right, blah. Like Future Islands would play like fucking same place as like, you know, um like Rival Mob. Right, 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 right. So so it's those things are starting to not exist because I think the way music worked is in this more fucking mouth breathing corporate energy. And it's like, like how do oh, rock bands tour? It feels regressive. It feels, it feels, how, do you, like, how does like a, you know, say a, a rock, like a straight up rock band with no punk or hardcore ties, say the same size as drug church. Sure. How the fuck do they get out on the road? Uh, they, they don't, they, yeah, they, they, right. they, often they, don't. they do like, I mean, and, and look, we can backtrack this a little bit too. When Weezer went out and did that tour with the Pixies, they they take the Pixies out, basement opens. There was no like up and comer rock band. Basement was seen as the up and coming rock band, you know? Um, and they were an established draw. Established draw. Now did they did they add to that pull? I I don't know. I can't say one way or the other. Not but at those prices. Not at those prices. Those are Weezer fan prices, not basement fan prices. And so that is the thing. When you go to these fests, you might, and bless your heart, if you play some weird big festival and three new kids are exposed to an entire world of music through your shit. But I I just want people in general to think about it, be careful of it, keep what's sacred about it sacred in the way that it is don't chase that fucking tail what who want do you want your band to be the county fair band if that's what you want cool do it go rock do you want your band to be the band that's the meaningful fucking thing that people drive six hours to go to the closest vfw to fucking say because i'll tell you what that's just more important more meaningful more interesting than the band playing uh after the pie contest and before the hot air balloons. Okay? Full stop. <laughs> and and when when hardcore and punk and all the fucking whatever labels you want to throw on things is is kind of mm, uh is is started to like 
looked at as a farm system. Neat. Cool. I'm not uh, attention to the currency now. I'm not even against it. But just be wary of all the things that come with that. Because a lot of the promises that are made won't deliver. Full stop. I mean, we could end right there because there's no fucking debate. <laughs> all right, really quick. <laughs> we could probably do other stuff. Uh, well, I, I, I got to get going in a second. Um, Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah let's really. go. Let's go. Mispronounce something in a way that you think no human has mispronounced it. I thought of this as I heard people say Albany 100 times on a podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it made me crazy because that's just not the way you say that word. Uh, yeah. Okay. So go ahead. I don't want to be insensitive. I am in a new place where they, uh, it, okay. What, where's Canada Joe Harry? Uh, <laughs> that's so hard to say. <laughs> Canada Joe Harry, New York. What's the origins of the word Canada Joe Harry? All right. Let me see if I can even find it. Well, we're doing it. I'm going to skate. Say, yeah, yeah, you do it. Scott and Needles, New York. Scott and Needles. Con- I don't know how to say Con- it. Con- Harry. Kenny Atlas. What uh, the fuck is that? This is one of the hard ones. Um, it Spell is it? The, from the uh, C-A-N-A-J-O-H-A-R-I-E, which I got right, and I'm very pl- proud of myself. Yeah. Um, name is said to be a Mohawk language term, meaning the pot that washes itself. Yo, that's so good. Okay, so so check this out. Referring to the Kanajahari bo- boiling pot. That's right. Yeah, that's so, right. So Kanajahari is um, – I find this totally fascinating. I, I could potentially be saying that incorrectly by Mohawk standards. In fact, I'm quite certain yeah, I am. Yeah, I've always heard it Kanajahari, yeah. but There's like a weird emphasis on the Ari. But I have an idea of how uh, – uh, white settlers for the last, you know, however, 300 years would say it right now, but in Australia where they have a a different indigenous population with a obviously different language, uh, I do not know how to say, like, I I don't know what the presumption, let me put it like this. I don't know how the, how to presume any of the pronunciations in this new country that I'm in. So I live in, uh, Bob, would you look, would you look up where I live, please? Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Ashby, uh, just, yep. as you, just as you'd think it would be. Yep. Uh, uh, like Andy. Uh, Western, Western Australia. WA, uh, yeah. Okay. Now, would you, do you see it on a map? I do. Okay. Do you want me to go do the town south of it? Do the, do the town directly to our, to, uh, our west across uh, the lake. Across the, oh, yeah. Uh, Joondalup. I think that's actually correct. Correct. I, I Joondalup. Yep. Now, uh, Joondalup. <laughs> it's spelled J O O N D A L U P. Tom. Uh, now I see it. I see Wanneroo. Yep. Yeah. Wanneroo. Okay, you got it. Sanagra. Uh, uh, Sanagra. Uh, Sanagra sounds right. See, because we've listened to too many '90s hardcore bands that mm. all had names like this that we know That's how to true. say it. Well, <laughs> I thought of Bonnaroo, you know, Wanneroo. Well, um, t- but tell John me, the Bup. tell uh, th- there's there's a couple that I Maringian up, Maringian up. That's a tough one. Uh, Karen up, Karen up. I, I find challenging uh, the first time oh, I yeah. saw it. Um, okay, everybody, sorry. This is a fun little game. I'm, I'm this is a super fun game. Uh, while we're doing it. Um, I love the way Arnold Schwarzenegger pronounces the name of the state he was the governor of. Do you guys want to do your best? <laughs> Patrick, can you uh, do an Arnold? I would, get, 
I would guess Colum, uh, greatest state, greatest state in the country, California. California. <laughs> it was. It's Pat so had good. like a real like Jamaican accent. Yeah. Well, Honestly, listen. I'm I'm impressed that Patrick's uh, hasn't his pattern of speech hasn't taken on more Australian because he's he's immersed. You know, I'm too old. And yeah, also, I know, it's Alba. Alba. Everybody yeah, I interact Alba. with is uh, Welsh or South African because mm. the suburb, the suburb. Oh, on right. Smoko. Uh, so, uh, okay, keep looking at some of those places. Yeah, I got them. Uh, it's all here. Uh, let's see. Um, Duncraig. Duncraig, okay. okay. Uh, that sounds Irish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Wembley, Nedlands, Claremont. How would you say Balcada? Balcada. How would you say it? Uh, I think I would say Balcada. Let me look at it. I'm trying to find it. Where am I? Where is Are you live near a place named Tick Road? I guess. Um, Balcada. I live in a place. Hey, everybody. If I would say Balcada. Yeah, like um, uh, uh, Calcutta. Balcada. Okay. Mullaloo, yes. Uh, Mirabuka is a tough one. I'm curious about that. Mirabuka? Mirabuka, it could you could have less of an emphasis on the A in the middle. Okay, uh, like so, I, did so, I just join overnight drive? We're going to play sex sounds. What are we doing here? Scroll, hold on, this is more geography based. Bob, uh, yep. scroll down. Last one, last one. Sc- scroll down the coast. Do you yep. see? Do you see Woodman Point fishing spot? It's below oh, the okay. so so. Yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do. Okay. I got it. Now go inland. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, there's one with a there's one with forty a, knots. There's one with a yep. Y and one with a B. Could you? Yeah, could I'm going to do them both. Uh, <laughs> Yanjabup and Billier. Okay. Now, for all of these, to our listeners, for all of these that are indigenous words, we say these with full respect. We're just Americans. Full that respect are, that are challenged with this shit. Yes. And to those that we are so ignorant that some of these are probably Welsh words. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that respect to the Welsh as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, true. Pat, I got a question for you. Yes. Do you are you doing some Perth stolen valor type shit now that I know where you live? Uh, oh. This is like Long Island bands that claim New York hardcore. This is posing shit. You're like Tom. This is Albany shit, and I'll tell you yeah. why. It's because it's, it's, you're yeah. not from New York hardcore. You're from fucking Albany. Well, Tom. no. This is this is because your your Hodunk town matters so little. You just have to say I'm from Albany, and everybody <laughs> like accepts, real accepts that real. there's not enough credibility in that. It's like, yeah. If if Patrick was like, I'm Patrick from Bethlehem. It's like, what do you mean from? Well, then, I mean from Delmar. Like you know, like, 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 like it sounds like a Bible guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm Patrick from Bethlehem. or have been frankincense and myrrh so, so, um but tom here's what it is uh albany to get to a million human beings it, 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 for its uh count yes. census has to include everything yeah. uh, uh around it now up to it's like saratoga yes now correct. just to get right so perth is the same that they're like you got to be part of this perth's downtown like perth city its metro area probably has less than three hundred thousand people it's all this other bullshit that adds up to be just about a million. Uh, so there's north of the river and south of the river. And uh, I live f- n- far north of the river by Tom's right. By, by, to- by U.S. standards, I feel like I live very far away from the city. Uh, it's at least a half an hour into the city. Uh, but uh, by Perth standards, I think Perth – 
Bob, last thing, last thing I'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll ask you to be Jamie from uh, the Joe Rogan program here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Look this up. Could you tell me uh, what is considered the Perth Metro or Perth uh, Metropolis or whatever that, how the fuck they say that? Like Perth Metro area? The metro right? area. Yeah, I think, metro I mean, it's the entire thing. It, when you look up Perth on Google Maps, the red line goes, way out goes all the way down to well past uh the woodman's point thing um does it include uh mandra Ma- Ma- it goes mandra. from singleton north to butler oh okay. and goes so, as Tom. far east as uh sawyer's valley so so butler is 20 minutes north of me at least you know what i mean so, so like we're talking about like they're just grabbing everything yeah and this is going to expand probably to yanchep as well uh, yep. Everybody, uh, I want to live in Yanchep. That's kind of the goal. Oh, that's uh, nice, um, Tom. It's Western American city style, where like San yeah. Antonio is twenty four square miles across, yeah, and exactly. it's it's all still San Antonio. You know, like I lived in an area, Leon Valley, to get to the other, or like to drive out from where I lived to the edge of San Antonio, heading north towards Austin, was like a solid thirty minutes. Right, right, yeah, it's, no, it makes sense. But it was like hmm, still San Antonio. It's it's wild. All right, oh. um, that was Geography Corner. Last thing I'll say. I had so many questions. <laughs> last, Let's go. Last thing I'll say when we talk about Perth, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Perth. The hardcore kids in this town have been so goddamn welcoming and kind to me. You know, what I mean, I, I uh, I'm I try to get out to as many shows as I can, and each one somebody just approaches me and has something uh, nice to say, either about the podcast or my music, or just want to like be a friendly local. Uh, what would you say the ratio would be, though? That's my question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, people love the podcast. I, I uh, <laughs> you know, people I'm asking. People say very uh, very kind things. Uh, so thank you to thank you to everybody. Um, but I just want to say, like, it's a cool spot where where people are, uh, they go out of their way, which is nice, you know? Um, but, uh, I really love Perth at that time in Melbourne, which, I, uh, was nice. I got to uh, meet my girlfriend's family and it was cool and all that. But like, I'm, I'm definitely, I see so much potential in Perth as a place, whereas I don't see that on the, the, uh, East coast. I think the East coast is kind of spoken for in a lot of ways. Whereas, uh, Perth- you heard it first, Pat is going to become a council member. <laughs> And make Perth great again. Yeah, there. Oh, wow. Self Defense Family Regional Politics LPCD due out 2025. There you go. 